2: Give me who's your favorite optimal-ish stack, and give me
0: something off the wall.
3: Yeah, I would say for optimal, you know, looking at that, um, you know, kind of looking at that Dallas game. There, I would say that's probably more optimal, like that game environment a lot. But probably my favorite stack, and, and I forgot to mention this guy for receiver. But I love, I love Burrow. I love the Cincinnati Green Bay game. Um, Jamar Chase, um, probably one of my favorite plays too. Forgot to forgot to mention him. But that's that's probably one of my. Um, favorite GPP stacks on the slate. I think, yeah, the chalk is gonna condense for cash plays, Madison and Henry. Um, they're, they're great plays. Um, you know, Madison, yeah, he's just gonna get the ball a ton and it's a great matchup for him. So I like those plays a lot, but I think there's gonna be a ton of ways to get a little bit contrarian um, for running back. I'll also mention Damian Williams in particular on FanDuel, he's priced so low. So I think he makes a good cash play over there as well. Um, you know, at 5,800, just way too cheap for some value plays. I think uh uh Tony for the um for the Giants, I think he's gonna carry some ownership. He's priced pretty cheap. Mike Asecki, um we talked about Parker being out. I think there's even some more targets available for him in that game. Christy.
4: All right, listen up, Roto-Grinders. It's the Ownership Report, week number six, National Football League DFS. My name is Chris a projected ownership analyst here at Roto-Grinders, and joining me to go over the projected popularity of the week six slate is Dan Gasper, Mr. Tuttle05. Tuttle, we've got news. We've got Kareem Hunt. We've got chalk. Are you ready to deal with it? The bye weeks are here. The ownership numbers are starting to creep up on some of the chalkiest players. It's really starting to get gritty out there in terms of how we're going to handle tournaments in National Football League DFS. Um, give give me the overview what's what's the ten thousand foot view here for week six
2: i have not seen a player with this high of projected ownership um certainly this this season i don't know if i ever have um is this the highest you've projected somebody Kareem
4: hunt no and i'm and you know and there's some chance that i'll take it down it depends you know the the, the reason it's so high right now is because he's projecting on a raw fantasy points basis so much better than basically everyone else in his general vicinity and he just just works in the lineup right but yeah. no there's Devonte booker week if you recall many years ago i think he had like a 60 percent projected ownership share and there's been some pretty big ones uh probably should have had alexander madison up there last week he and he came in just massively owned and yeah. you know, one of the influences here for how high we've got kareem hunt week number six but yeah so basically what you're saying here is that uh you're not really used to seeing this kind of number on somebody and it's kind of throwing you for a loop
2: yeah, and the other thing I noticed too, and I mean, rightfully so, but we had kind of trended towards at the beginning of the season where we we're using wide receiver a lot in the flex, right? And now we can clearly see just based on ownership projections that it's going to be a three running back week for a lot of lineup builds. So that's a that's an interesting note. Um, if you think some of these higher-owned, uh, cheaper guys at the running back position may not be that great of plays. It's, it's probably a good week to, to go out and flex a wide receiver just to get a little bit different.
4: Let's start the week here talking about quarterback like we always do. And to me, unlike the other weeks, I think there is a standout on DraftKings, at least, as far as projected ownership is concerned. And I think it's Lamar Jackson. And I think the reason for that is not just a big game that he had coming off of last week, but also just because he is one of the highest projected plays uh, significantly cheaper than Patrick Mahomes and really anyone else below Jackson and Mahomes. Just doesn't really compare in terms of a, a play quality standpoint. So I think we're going to see Lamar get up there pretty high in ownership across the board. What do you think about that? I mean, are we are we projecting this wrong or is this really what we're going to see from the people?
2: It's what we're going to see. And if you use any projection source, um, RGs or anybody else's, like, it's just telling you to jam Lamar in. Uh, which I think is interesting like tournaments. I think people will be able to get away from that pretty easily. They'll see Lamar. Um, but I do think it makes for like an interesting cash game discussion, just because I personally, like, I know he's more expensive, but I love Patrick Mahomes this week. And I think he is just an awesome, awesome play. I think they're going to throw the ball 80% of their, I mean, like they're, they're not going to hand the ball off um, with this matchup and with the backup running back uh, Darrell Williams, and so like, if you have a read that Mahomes is a significantly better play than Jackson, which I kind of do, I know projections aren't going to tell you that, but I kind of do, I think it would be an interesting week or is an interesting week to not necessarily take advantage of that in, ca- in uh, tournaments, but potentially use that in cash games or three mans. Because I think in that three man, in three man lobbies, you'll see a lot of, again, Lamar Jackson
4: is kind of the guy that's being played. Uh, but I like Mahomes a, a lot this week. I wouldn't call it significantly better, but in our last edit, we do have Mahomes like a couple of decimal points higher than Jackson in our predictions here. But I think, again, you're going to see it pretty close across the industry here. And those are the two guys, right? If you can afford it, you're going to go ahead and get there. And I think there's some good ways to afford it this week. So I expect popularity on both guys. I think Mahomes will be a clear step down in terms of the number of permanent rosters that will be including him. But um, it, it could get dicey because once, like I said, once you get past those guys, like, where are we going? Where are we looking at as the next chalkiest guys? I mean, I have three guys basically who I could see being even remotely popular. And this is a shorter slate. And that's a little confusing to me. You know, I think Stafford, because, you know, you've got the the guys who've just been collecting all the targets that you can pair together. And, you know, the, even the running backs been uh, pretty useful uh, these days out there in Los Angeles. So I think Stafford will be owned. I think Heineke is too cheap. Uh, as re- relative to his stacking partners, you got a cheap tight end, you got one of the most consolidated wide receiver one shares coming in there with the uh you know with the washington passing game so i think heineke will be popular and then maybe joe burrow but where else are we looking i mean are these is that the end of popular quarterbacks this week like what like how how do we spread this out better than we have it now
2: i don't know if you do and i do think it will be a lot more concentrated than what we have seen so far this season um when I was looking over pre-show, these, this projected ownership, there was nothing that I think stood out in terms of, hey, this guy's too high-owned or this guy's too low-owned. Um, I think you have a pretty good distribution here. Heineke, I think, will be the highest lower-priced guy uh, and with that matchup in, uh, against Kansas City. And it's like I, I could see ownership spreading to potentially some of these other guys, but it, the, the problem is uh, Herbert, Prescott, Murray, who we all kind of bunched together, they're just like – they're clearly worse plays than Lamar Jackson, right? At pretty much the exact same price point. And so I think that will hurt from an ownership perspective. I I like these guys in in tournaments for sure, especially at their projected ownership, but in terms of actually projecting that ownership to get past a certain point, I don't, I don't think you can do that.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil the end of the show here as far as the low owned QBs are concerned, but I mean, once you get to 6% owned on a 10 game slate, I think you're in pretty good shape in terms of trying to keep your overall roster ownership in check and trying to make sure that when you get out there into these big tournaments that you've got a pretty unique-looking team. So I I don't want to overanalyze the chalk this week at quarterback. Do you have any other final notes here as far as uh, things to – what do you love? Like, right, you love Mahomes. Is there anything else here that you just love? I mean, are you you going to stand for Burrow against the Lions? Where are we going? Like, give me one other guy besides (coughs) Burrow that you really think that you just want to – if you are going to play one of the chalkier guys you're, you're going to put the flag down on these on this guy go
2: if it's chalk it's Mahomes. if it's not chalk um it's Dak prescott for me okay.
4: yeah and i and i think he's he's not going to quite fall under underneath the five percent mark we'll see new england's a pretty tough matchup uh and he has been low volume deck right we have we saw yeah. we saw week one just yolo deck and then now we're now we now we've got like uh you know, we've got Andy Dalton deck, which is not, not really my favorite way to see Dak. So hopefully they get that volume up somewhere, somewhere along the lines in the next couple of weeks. All right, let's get into the running back position where you mentioned, Han, I've got 54% right now. I think that, you know, if you want to say it's lower than that, that's fine. Convince me that there's a play somewhere between 5,800 and 6,500 that is just going to significantly eat away at Dak's ownership. And don't say Daryl Henderson, he's already got ownership.
2: Yeah, there isn't. There is no one. Um, the thing that I, that stood out to me with with this this was the one position where I was like, okay, I, I think you're high on somebody here. Uh, do you have a guess on, on who I think it is? Maybe Chuba. Yep.
4: I, th- yeah, see, I think thing, you're high on him. Yeah, the thing about Chuba is though he's actually a good play. Like he got yeah. all the touches last week. Minnesota stinks on defense. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna say they stink, but they're you know they're certainly beatable. Right. And they're, they get into these, these wild games. Like, you know, I, I, every time I think of a Minnesota game, like every other one seems like it's going to the moon and, you know, I don't have them power rated very highly as a rushing defense. Uh, I, I don't know. Like why, why are we not playing troop? I mean, it's 5.9, I guess because of opportunity costs, right. You've got alternatives yep. in the area, but yeah. And they, I mean, sn- they
2: sneakily released uh, Rodney Smith to another case for Hubbard there with, with passing down work. Like I, honestly, I, I, I was surprised and kind of frustrated because um, I do think Hubbard's a good play. I, I do think he'll become, he'll come in lower owned. And I would, I would give a decent amount of that ownership or like a f- few percentage points to Devante Booker was the one that I saw that we have pretty low owned here. Um,
4: who's playing Devante Booker. I mean, when you've got, look at all these guys. Okay. Let's start with one, right. right? Like, first of all, like, we have Hunt projected as as if it was the back end of the stretch last year where Trump was out, where he was playing 85 90% of the snaps and getting all the touches. They have Dernish, Dernish Johnson. They have Demetric Felton. Neither one of these guys projects, like, to demand the ball. So we're expecting Hunt to get the ball. And if you expect Hunt to get the ball, you project him in the 20s. If you project him in the 20s, then you project him for, like, 40 50% ownership. Khalil Herbert uh, was, you know, he was busy last week even with – Damien Williams available. Now he's out. He's 4.6. So get, get ready for him to be chalk. Okay. Right. Forget the matchup. Like there's, you know, he's just going to be on the field the whole game. Uh, Henderson, I mentioned on the Rams, you know, unfazable, you know, that matchup doesn't phase anyone. People are going to be clicking the draw Henderson button. So right now, I mean, look at all, look at, look at how good those three plays are, right. Value percentage, you know, 91%, 55%, 62%. I mean, these are great plays. Uh, I mean, we mentioned Hubbard, Daryl Williams, Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, Eckler. Like how, how are we getting to Devante Booker? Like, how's he going to be on? That's what I, that's what I want to know.
2: Um, like I said, I would take most of it away from Hubbard and I'm not pushing, I'm not pushing Booker far. Like I'm, I'm pushing him probably to like the five, 6% range. Um, I'm not pushing him into double digits by any, any stretch. Uh, but I would, yeah, I would take the majority of it right away from Hubbard. Um will be interesting. Dalvin cook, I think will, isn't a very interesting or intriguing option this week. Uh, let's see how many people trust that he's going to go back into a full workload. Um, so I, th- I think he's interesting. And I think Eckler is interesting too um, in terms of both a, a play in turn and also in terms of ownership percentage here. Uh, obviously it was awesome last week. Uh, I think I mentioned potentially on the show. I know I wrote about it. Like, he, like, he's got to keep being super efficient on those goal line touches. Like, he, the three touchdowns last week completely propelled his score. Uh, has been okay as a runner. Obviously got his first 100-yard game two two games ago uh, rushing. Uh, so, like, he's he's an okay play. But at this price point, um, it, it's tough t- for me to, to pay up 8K for, for Austin Eckler.
4: Jonathan Taylor, maybe, uh, if you are going to say, hey, let's move some of that Hubbard Ownership someplace. I mean, how is it not going to Jonathan Taylor against Houston? Right. This is a, this is a spot like, I mean, you have, first of all, uh, the, the guy is like capable of, of, of big games 31 against Baltimore last week is uh, probably is not as much proof as we need that this guy could go probably even higher than that in terms of an single game performance. If he's given the opportunities, uh, what are the circumstances in which Indianapolis, let's say that Indian, they do have a lead, that they go to somebody else? Like, I don't know, you name someone. They got a bunch of backs on their roster. Name somebody else. Or is it just going to be the Taylor show? Like, why wouldn't it be the Taylor show this week?
2: I, because they've shown that they want to get Marlon Mack involved for whatever reason, whether it be, you know, display him for trade, whatever it be. Um, and I think that would be the only worth that you would have on Jonathan Taylor, right? Like, his, his days of... 20 touches or, or whatever are probably over like game script would really have to go in his way um, to get him up to that mark, I think. Uh, and the other problem is like, yeah, I, that's perfect work for Mac. is just to grind out a game too. If, if the Colts jump out to an early lead. So like that, that's the only wart I can find when I'm trying to talk myself into playing Jonathan Taylor in, in lineups is that Marlon Mac is still hovering there, like not expecting it to happen. But if you saw Mac was inactive randomly tomorrow, Jam Jam Taylor in for sure.
4: If, if we stop here, let's say at, at Eckler as like the chalkier plays, we'll save anyone else. We can talk about a little bit later in the show. But just the number, the, you know, when you talk about the top eight guys here, can you see any way if you play two of them, if you play three of them? I mean, if you play three of them, obviously more likely than two. But like, like how are we really expecting that the like no combination of two or three of those guys? is going to be good enough in tournaments. Like I have a problem looking at ownership this week as a factor here at running back, just because I think the quality of the play here is really high. And maybe I'm wrong, but I'd like to hear your point of view on that.
2: I think the quality of play is really high on cream hunt. And I think that's kind of where it stops. Like, I think, I think these guys are all good plays for sure. Um, but I think you could find reasons to fade at their projected ownership. Uh, Khalil Herbert, was the reason why I didn't want to play the chalk Damian Williams last week. And Damian Williams got a touchdown to kind of salvage his day. But my concerns were, you know, bore out and the fact that Herbert saw a lot of touches, they, they split running back duties pretty much evenly. Um, now there's not a whole lot behind Herbert now on the bears roster. Um, but the biggest issue here could be, you know, they find themselves in a negative game script. Um, he just doesn't get a lot of touches would be like Herbert's thing. Pretty much the exact same scenario. Well, not necessarily the same scenario because I expect Kansas City to be playing with a lead, but kind of same issue with uh, Darrell Williams. Like, yes, I know he ran a lot of routes last week. Um, He's not he's not a zero as a pass catcher, so he does have some outs there. But I just really expect them to throw the ball just so much. Like, there's no reason to run into Washington's best strength, which is the rush defense. They've been getting torn apart in the secondary. I don't like Kansas city's sharp. They're not just going to run Williams. Um, so yes, I, like I, I do think some of this chalk is, is definitely fadable.
4: Maybe, maybe Jarek McKinnon will unearth from the grave one more time. He
2: probably see he's, he's totally going. Like you can't play a guy like that. Right. Cause the odds of it hitting are so, so far out there, but wouldn't surprise you if Jarek McKinnon caught six balls and, and scored a touchdown. No, not at all. Same for JD McKissick.
4: Now on, so look at this prop here for Herbert, right? Like, 71 and a half yards is that's sizable right yeah now you probably won't find 71 and a half yards for herbert over on thrive fantasy because that's really where you're only going to find probably the best of the best so you don't have to spend like all your waking hours i know i know you got stuff to do out there you got baseball you were you were taking kids to baseball games this summer i mean what's what's going on in the fall like like what are we busy doing in the fall that we can't be researching cleo herbert's for prop purposes what, what are, what's going on Tuttle?
2: uh just got back from three soccer games
4: yeah soccer games right you guys are busy you've got kids soccer games to go to you do not want to be spending your time figuring out if over under 71 and a half for cleo herbert is the prop you need to play on thrive fantasy but they are doing you a favor they are only doing the best of the best 20 players each week top tier athletes biggest impacts on the game you're going to choose 10 of those guys uh, of the 20 available and you're going to build like a dfs lineup of props each prop's going to be assigned a value for the over and the under based on how likely it is the hit you get to hit the most of those bad boys and you are going to win your share of the prize pool. Get over there and use promo code grinders. When you sign up, you will receive a hundred percent instant first deposit bonus up to 250 bucks plus entry into their free uh, contest for the week. Uh, go ahead, and download the thrive fantasy app from the app store or the play store, visit the website thrivefantasy.com sign up prop up today. Now, Speaking of prop up, we are going to need to prop up our lineups with some decent wide receiver play this week. After all those great running backs, uh, we may not have the money to get to Devontae Adams as much as we would like Tuttle. So talk about that. I mean, how, how are we going to th- – this guy is getting a share of targets on this team that everyone knows it's coming. The defensive coordinators, they it's not surprising them anymore. They know 35% of the throws are going to Devontae Adams. Why can't they stop this guy? And are you going to play him as a result?
2: Uh, yes, I will 100% keep playing him. Um, I do not know why they can't stop this guy. He's so good. They really don't have any other passing game weapon, which is kind of crazy to, to see him sustain. Um, I will say like on a slate like this, complete, like, he's not a guy that I'm 100% jamming in. Uh, a little bit easier to fit, on, fit in on FanDuel than DraftKings. Um, so like, yes, he's an awesome play probably not going to have a, a ton of him uh, just because of how lineup construction is working this week and you kind of alluded to it um so yeah i like the the high price guy that i'm most interested in this week is tyree kill i mentioned my love for kansas city already it'll be interesting to see where his ownership comes in we haven't projected at 11.8 percent um like i've seen legit people being scared of his quad injury like like I, th- I feel that's a legit concern out there and i i honestly don't know if it is a legit concern but if if the the census or the the general public is reacting that it is a concern and driving his ownership down then i want to i want to be all over him on this slate
4: remember when he like broke his collarbone and it was like a life-threatening injury and he like played like way too soon after that like this guy's not good like i don't know like a like quad Tyree Kill is still probably faster than everybody. So if he's if he's if he's available, I'm assuming he's available at something close to his full capacity because there's you know this guy has like when when have you remembered him getting on the field and not playing at whatever Tyree Kill can do? Like I don't yeah. know, that's my question. I'm not afraid of that. Yeah,
2: I'm not either. And like I think I'm almost I have to look at uh, practice reports. I think he was a full participant in Friday's practice too, which is like. If that's the case, then I'm definitely not not afraid at all.
4: Yeah, so Adams and Hill are clearly awesome. Now they're separated by quite an ownership margin in my estimation. Yeah. And I, I think that's merited. I, I think, you know, there's just no questions about Devontae Adams whatsoever. And I think if you were trying to make, a, you know, any any kind of a correlation with Devontae Adams, it's probably just a little bit cheaper to do than with Tyreek Hill. Um, the Speaking of cheap cheaper correlations like the Bengals like double stack is always a to play priced. And if you're running it back from anyone in Detroit, certainly it's not going to get highly expensive, but just even with Burrow Higgins and you know, Jamar Chase, you're not going to be spending a ton of money. I think Higgins should be popular at 5.3. Is this, is this a mistake? I mean, am I, am I trusting the projections too much here?
2: Um, no, I do think, and it's more just because that's where builds are driving right or that's where lineup construction is driving people to spend is kind of in that 5k range uh, so you'll see a lot of T against pitman i think we'll get some decent ownership although ty hilton was activated from the list uh or from ir so we'll we'll see if that affects um Pittman's ownership it shouldn't I, I say that sarcastically it should not at all um, but yeah I, I think you'll see a lot of people on Higgins I think you'll see a lot of people on Pittman and and uh, Jacoby Myers too it, exactly how you have it projected we just it's that that price range is the easiest to to spend at
4: Sterling Shepard's 5k and also started popping up here in terms of his construction uh, benefits here on the slate is is that the way is that another way people are going to try to piece it together or are they just going to go with hey last week Tony's 600 more got me you know a million fantasy points is is, is this the way is, is it going to be tony eclipsing shepherd here or no or is no one playing the giants i mean that's the other option but i think i think you know we need some ownership in this range and those are the guys that started picking it up
2: yeah um shepherd I, like i saw him popping up in optimals towards the end of the week when he was cleared i'm not sure he'll come in as chog like he's he's a good play and i understand it i i Think the most likely thing to happen if if he doesn't hit these marks or Tony doesn't hit these marks, I think the most likely thing to happen is not that Shepard's ownership will go to Tony, but that people just won't play the Giants, uh, which is yeah. basically what you said.
4: Yeah, so a little bit more expensive. You got Robert Woods at six point one, coming off uh, improved performances. Uh, Terry McLaurin is certainly going to be. Uh, with a projection like this pretty, pretty well looked at, I think it's easy to double stack that, right? Like I, I, at least in terms of DraftKings roster construction on other sites, like for example, you don't need Sterling Shepard on any other site, even if, if you even need him on DraftKings. Uh, but on other sites, you know, we, we don't need that kind of savings uh, on, on DraftKings, you're, you know, putting together Heineke and the tight end with Terry McLaurin, you know, that's a pretty good double stack and guess who your bringbacks are going to be you know it's going to be uh well you well you know the guys are on kansas city so there's some pretty good players that you can use there uh what about amari cooper at six thousand? he he can't i was reticent to leave his ownership high because i don't know that this game is going to be tremendously popular but 6k is still pretty cheap for a pretty top-tier wide receiver are people playing him
2: yeah um yeah, at this price, I think I think that's pretty accurate. I, I agree with you. I, th- I think in general, Dallas is going to go overlooked, which is why I actually like them a decent amount in tournaments. Um, but yeah, it, at six K, he'll he'll certainly and he, he we've seen it already. Like obviously, it's not as good of a matchup as what we've seen him in in the past weeks. But like volume has dropped down, it hasn't really affected projected ownership or his ownership that much. Like he, he he's still being heavily owned.
4: Marquise Brown, of course, will be a popular choice to go with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Sutton has been displaying his talents on the field, and I think people are going to pick up on that at 6.2. We mentioned the cheap Bengals with Tyler Boyd. And then uh, we got to watch the news here because Mike Williams' status, did not practice this week, could help to skyrocket Keenan Allen up the board just a little bit more than he is right now. I'm not sure we'll see him mega chalk up. I guess that remains to be seen. But... Certainly somebody who with just a little bit of extra target share could start creeping up in ownership more than we have right now. Anything else here that you want to mention in terms of popular wide receivers? Have we hit all the guys that we think are just going to be part of the bulk of like what I would call optimizer builds? Like when the optimizer is looking for someone it's grabbing one of these guys. Uh, any, anybody else that we're missing here?
2: The one that, I, that struck me as, as too low was Michael Harbin at 5.5 percent um yeah. you got the you got the game stack factor there which i think will drive him up he's cheap he's 4200 um so i he was the guy that that stuck out as probably a little bit too low um i could see him creeping towards the double digits uh but other than I that, can so i could see
4: chase being bad. chase being low here at 6.7 i mean i don't i don't know that it'll get a ton higher than this but just because of the the kind of performances he's, he's been putting up uh yeah. have been merit merit meritus of some of that recency bias you know, you got the stud player bias multiplied by the recency bias, and maybe you get a little bit of artificially inflated ownership because of those factors. Not that he's not a particularly good option. It's just that uh, the price point 6.7 doesn't tend to fit quite as many builds as uh, some of these other, you know, mid to low six, mid, mid five type price points. Okay. Let's get into the tight end position. After we talk about the DFS OGs league. Now, what is the DFS OGs League, you ask? It is where you can go and bring your skills to the, the, you know, the original uh, heroes of DFS, Head Chopper, Notorious, and Beer Makers fan. These guys are in a DFS League each week. You can go ahead and kick their asses. Get onto the Grounders homepage, sign up and play against those guys, win your share of the prizes. Go ahead and do that right now. Okay. Problem I have with Ricky Seals Jones at the top of my projected ownership is because it's Ricky Seals-Jones. You know, he has been getting uh, volume meritus of this kind of ownership based on his $3,000 price tag. However, you've also got Mark Andrews, who just, like, I, saw, I, I couldn't even believe my eyes when I saw the Fantasy Point production from him last week. And then Kelsey, of course, at 7K. We haven't seen him this cheap in quite a while. So these are two stud players that could garner plenty of ownership. Is it right to have Ricky Seals-Jones as the chalk just because of the roster construction considerations.
2: Yes, 100%. I tried to poke holes in Ricky Steele's chalk last week, um, and it worked out like by him not having a great game, but the reality was his usage was amazing. Uh, on the field, getting targets, 3K is way too cheap. Um, you mentioned it, though. The, the point I've been trying to hammer home all week, these the ceiling price on these... Uh, top tier tight ends has dropped significantly from what we've typically seen. Uh, so Travis Kelsey has typically resided in the 8 to 8.5 K range on, on DraftKings. Kings. Uh, Darren Waller's typically been more expensive as well. And so I think it's an interesting week for, and it will be diluted even more now with all these, these cheap running backs coming out, but like double tight end builds are, I think in play this week, which is weird to say. And I, I know it's catching you by surprise a little bit, but like, if you think about Ricky Seals Jones and Travis Kelsey's wideouts at at their price tags, there's no better 3K wide receiver play than Ricky Seals Jones this week. There just isn't. Same for Travis Kelsey in that 7K range. He's like, he's one of the top plays in that 7K range. So as it, crazy as it sounds this week, like play Kelsey and Seals Jones is, is potentially a way to differentiate your otherwise chalky Kansas city stacks.
4: Tight end position doesn't have as high of a smash threshold uh, as some other positions, but you know, Fant coming in at 4.8 is, is getting up there pretty high in that metric. And uh, you know, remember Hunter Henry, remember this guy, he's, he's been, he's been out there catching touchdowns in new England and they don't really have anybody else. So uh, I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not really endorsing Hunter Henry at this moment in time, but it just, it, it, stood, it stood out to me as interesting that between the two guys, Janu and Henry, uh, Henry's been the guy that's been emerging sooner than Janu. I thought they would have like bigger plans for him. It doesn't seem like that is the case so far. Okay. Any other, any other notes here at chalk tight end? I mean, Jared Cook is three point two, right? I mean, that's got to be at least like mildly entertaining.
2: It's- mildly entertaining yeah
4: exactly this is what you it's said somebody yeah, i'm not gonna play but what you always me. say about jared cook yeah I yeah that's that's about right though i mean that's like, like jared cook is mildly interesting perpetually but yep. i mean i think look as far as i know he's been a part of winning tournament lineups so i've never played him when he won a tournament <laughs> but uh this is definitely a situation where this this is a character uh gets up here in the 19 range and then we're then we're in business right and, we, and he's done within the last couple of weeks. So not, not someone to quickly dismiss, even though you're not that excited about it. Let's talk defense. Uh, before we do, like and subscribe the RG YouTube feed. Go ahead and get to the RG Daily Fantasy podcast feed on your podcast app of choice and go ahead and subscribe to that for the football feed. Get some good information each and every week from Rotor Grinders. Uh, information, I'm sure, on defense, as you'll find in that feed, and the Colts against Houston seems like a defense people want to play this week. Uh, can we afford it, or do we have to go down?
2: It's a little tough to afford, um, but man, this is a bad week for defense, right? Like it, it is not good. Uh, so I, I do think it, it's rare where we see a, 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 a defense priced in the three K range is projecting as the highest owned, uh, which is what we have this week, and I think it's a hundred percent right, like. It's just ugly. People aren't going to want to play the Ravens against the uh, against the Chargers. Ravens' defense has been terrible. Um, but I agree with the the distribution here. I, d- I do think these will be your most popular cheap defenses, being the Ravens and the Lions.
4: Yeah. God, the li- Lions looks weird, but it's two point one. So I mean, I for, should be a, at least a decent number of pass plays in that game. Anytime you got a lot of passing volume or just volume in general, it's just more opportunities for the defense to accidentally fall upon. One of the beneficial fantasy scoring situations, uh, so that that's you know that's again that's uh, the lines at two point one not a not a fun play but should be pretty popular to say the least. Um, I don't have any strong takes here. I think on Fanduel, insights of, of of this nature, uh, you're going to see uh, you know some of the higher projected teams uh, coming up towards the top like the Colts, uh, Rams, and the Packers. I think I think you can exactly see the Packers on, yeah. on, on those sites. Uh, check in here against uh, no, you know, Justin Fields and the, and the bears, but let's not waste any more time here. If you are looking for information on contrarian plays, you can find plenty of it at road grinders premium, not just for the NFL season, but for the NBA season upcoming, get over there road grinders premium, sign up for one of our packages, get the combo package, quite frankly, and just get out there and, you know, do some work in NHL or college football Call- Tuttle, college football is nuts on the combo package. I don't, I don't know if you're if you're looking at this stuff, but it, it makes my head spin how awesome they cover all, all the great, you know, all the teams in, in NCAA. Like, I, I can't yeah. follow it all. Like, I, I got too much else going on. So get to Roto-Grinders Premium, get the CFE package, get the combo package, and get out there and kick somebody's ass. Okay, low-owned plays time, Tuttle. Quarterback. We realize that mostly every quarterback low-owned this week. Can you fade these really really highly projected guys and get to somebody low? Are you doing it and who's it going to be?
2: Um I think you can and the guy I mentioned was Dak. I already mentioned him. He's the guy that I've written down here at uh, 5%. Look, he's been good. He's been really really good. The problem is he's just doesn't get the volume anymore because Zeke's awesome, Tony Pollard's awesome, this rushing attack, like they they're utilizing the rushing attack. Um so basically, the, the reasoning to play Dak is just to more or less hope that he falls into a volume game sooner or later. Not a guarantee to ever happen. Not a guarantee this is the spot that it's going to happen. Uh, but I almost want some exposure to Dak every single week just on the hopes that it, the game somehow turns into a volume game for him.
4: We know that what will happen this week is pretty much exactly what happened last week. Isn't that how it always works, Tuttle? Um, the the, uh, the The Browns game was out of control last week. And no one's playing Kyler Murray, so he's the most accurate passer in the league. He's got, you know, 40 fantasy point upside, basically. Uh, Let's go out there and try to find a way to get Kyler Murray in there at low ownership. That is not a... I don't think that's a hot take, right? That's that's a pretty lukewarm ownership take, I think. But I think that's going to be the case. He's going to be lower owned, and I think that's the name of the game in some cases where we're trying to lower the overall lineup ownership of our team, Kyler Murray and stacking partners, Decent way to do that. Who do you have at running back?
2: Um, running back, I didn't quite go under the 5% threshold because um, I we, wanted we to talk ra- about
4: somebody. We, we can raise it in the bye weeks just a little bit. All
2: right, so this is the 8.6% threshold. Joe Mixon
4: yeah, um,
2: at 6,400. Right? Like he is, he's a smash play and he's not going to get ownership just because everybody's going to be playing all these other running backs. Um, Samaj Pirine is on the COVID list, not going to play this week. Like, Remember when we got like 20 to 25 touch Mixon in the first couple of weeks of the season, that's most likely what we're going to see again in this spot. Um, So I I love Joe Mixon this week.
4: Yeah, gun to my head, that was going to be my selection as well. Uh, I I don't necessarily think that they're – Are anybody else down here that's really standing out to me? I mean, if Zeke was healthy, I think 3% would be just too low for him, but I don't know if we can trust that. Uh, Aaron Jones at 8%, same range is certainly interesting, but the price tag is more expensive. Uh, So, you know, DeAndre Swift, I mean, for me, it's mixing out of these guys, but I'm just throwing out a couple of other names here that are under this lower own threshold, who if you're trying to get away from some of these better running back plays, which I don't know why you would be doing, I think these are good plays. Yep. So Tuttle thinks that there's more volatility here than I'm seeing at the surface. And aside from Joe Mixon, you know, these other guys could be your longer shot dart throws. Okay. Wide receiver should be plenty of these. Give me the best one.
2: Uh, best is not the word I would use. Odell Beckham, <laughs> 2% projected ownership. <laughs> Whoa. Um,
4: yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. Go ahead.
2: So the thing is, I don't think you need to like, I think the talking point here for a lot of people saying Odell would be leverage off Green of Kareem Hunt. You can play these two together. I, th- I think that's completely fine. Um, just a buy low spot on Odell. Uh, I, I do think though, like, man, 2%, like he, he was terrible last week. He was not good, but more so because of Baker two weeks ago. Um, the opportunity should be for him, there for him in the passing game. And I do think it is possible they don't have Chubb to, to run between the carries. I, I do think it's possible they they go with a little bit heavier of a pass rate than they have so far this season, which could mean more overall opportunities for Odell. So, like, don't love it, but 2%, I, I can buy that.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I can understand it. it. I think it might be over for him. but it's possible it's it's over him but like I mean you being over him in general doesn't mean he can't have a big game and especially if you know if we're talking about you know the stack that I've got here going with with Kyler where you can find any number of Cardinals I'll just say DeAndre Hopkins right now because he's projecting for extremely low ownership at the moment because of all the other expensive options that are existing on the slate but yeah so if if I am going to make that that team I mean I'm not going to be able to I mean, I can't play 50% on Kareem Hunt in that stack, right? Or or can I? I mean, I mean, I guess you, you can do anything as long as you, you get the the lineup uh, generally unique enough. Uh, and I'm not saying that I won't play Kareem Hunt in this spot. But, yeah, you're running back with Odell and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I might have to do it. I mean, I'm not going to love it, but I might have to do it. And you got another wide receiver that's low? I mean, there's plenty of them down here.
2: Um. I mean, you mentioned Arizona. I, I, Rondale Moore was my terrible take of the week on the, on the SWOL cast. And it was more so just because I think it would go overlooked that he ran more routes than Christian Kirk for the first time last week, uh, this season. So like he's starting to slowly expand into a bigger role. He had three rushing attack uh, attempts last week as well. Uh, slowly starting to get more involved in this kind of the gadget guy that we all expected it's tough because it's still tough to envision him getting like ten plus touches or something crazy like that. But he obviously has the explosiveness to to break one. Uh, so I, I, I do question the the volume a, a little bit, but I still think he's he's worth a shot or so at this at this projected ownership.
4: Yeah, Max Williams left on a cart too, so you yeah, know that's yep. one one less reason to run out any kind of a t- heavy tight end set for them. They're they're pretty heavy three wide receivers. Uh, last year, they were just running all kinds of four wide receivers. If they get into, like, a, they were I think they led the league in that particular formation. If they start doing that, again, look out for Rondell Moore. Um, you know, look, I don't think people are going to own Justin Jefferson here. Uh, this guy, is he one of those guys, Tuttle? Is he just one of the guys that he's just going to be able to do it no matter what? Like, I think that if, if – I, I was skeptical of his rookie season, but I'm – becoming less skeptical by the week. So I think Justin Jefferson, if he's not going to be tremendously high-owned, I'm not fully respecting the Carolina defense yet, even though they've played uh, fairly well so far this season. And I I do think that Jefferson is a guy, if he's going to be under 6%, 7% owned or something like that, then he could certainly get it done. If Again, trying to pivot off whatever lineup you have with an expensive guy, because you can't play all expensive players. But if you are getting away from your Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hills, I think Justin Jefferson could be a guy that fits that bill. Okay. Tight ends. Anybody out there that seems particularly interesting to you?
2: Um, not really. Uh, I will say again, to reiterate, I, I don't hate the double tight end builds honestly like this, which sounds crazy, but because of the pricing, I'm looking to, to take advantage of that as a way to get unique. The guys that I had written down Hunter Henry, right in that range that you already talked about, um, that was what stood out to me when looking at snap rates this past week. Uh, Johnny Smith ran, I think it was like six, six routes, is it, on 33 dropbacks or so compared to Hunter Henry's 22. Those guys were pretty much even to start the season. It's not to say that that won't trend back to, to a more even split, but if we're just going based on, on last week as an indication, Henry's an excellent play at that price point.
4: Uh, Raiders probably, and I, I wouldn't call them in disarray, but certainly they're going to be playing – without their former head coach. Uh, the player that we once knew from Darren Waller last season not you know we're not up in the 27% target range anymore for Tuttle but matchup extremely dissuading. no, no one no one really loves to play guys against Denver right now, but at 6.6 no one's playing Waller right no. Like I mean I think that that's your hey where's my parabolic upside for low ownership at tight end? I think it's probably Darren Waller. Folks, that is gonna do it for the ownership report in week six. Best of luck in all of your contests. For Dan Gasper, I'm Chris Jamino. we'll be back again. Go win something.